together, they discussed the gifts that they were able to give to their elderly mother. And the first one said, I built a big house for our mother. The second said, I sent her a Mercedes with a driver. And the third son, well, he went all out. He's like, I've got you both beat. You know how mom enjoys the Bible, and you know she can't see very well. Well, I sent her a brown parrot that can recite the entire Bible. It took 20 monks in a monastery 12 years to teach him. I had to pledge to contribute 100000 a year for 20 years, but it was worth it. Mom just has to name the chapter and verse, and the parrot will recite it. Soon after, Mom sent out her letters of thanks. She wrote to the first son, Son, the house you built, it's too big. I live in only one room, but I have to clean the whole house. She wrote to the second son, Son, I'm too old to travel. I stay home all the time, so I never use the Mercedes. And the driver, oh, he's so rude. And she wrote to the third son saying, Son, you are the only son to have the good sense to know what your mother likes. That chicken was delicious. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. That's just funny. (laughs) Um, Like earlier, we were just, uh, you know... Right after worship, we took some time to uh, honor our moms here, and I just wanted to uh, second that and just say for all the moms here, we want to pray a blessing over you. We thank you for uh, all the the hard work and the time and the love that you've poured out over uh, all the children here. Uh, And so we want to acknowledge that, but we also want to acknowledge those who may have lost their mothers this year. Or in previous years, we want to acknowledge how difficult that would have been. And uh, we just want to stand here with you. Uh, for, for mothers who uh, may have had the tragic loss of their child, uh, whether in uh, birth or in life, we want to stand with you. And uh, we just want to acknowledge you as well. Uh, and, uh, and for those who are spiritual moms... We want to acknowledge you for the, 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 uh, the love and the prayers that you pour out upon each and every one of us. And so we thank you and uh, let us pray before we begin. Father, we just want to thank you for this day. Uh, it is a beautiful day. And uh, once again, we do thank you for all the moms here. And we pray a, f- a special blessing upon each and every one. And uh, especially be with those who... Um, may find today difficult in some ways, Lord. We ask that you would, uh, by your grace, pour down your peace that surpasses all understanding upon them. We thank you, Lord. You are awesome. You're a good, good God. You're a good, good Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So today's a special day. We're going to witness together as a church a, a baby dedication. And so we're going to do that uh, afterwards, after I, I just talk for a, a little bit. Um, but uh, we're, we're on this series right now, 
uh, called The Mind of Christ. And uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says this, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Turn to someone next to you and say, We walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, We have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is something that Christians all possess by the grace of God. The very mind of Jesus Christ is our inheritance. Now some of us might say, Well, what about what it says in the Old Testament? In the Old Testament, God says this in Isaiah 55, verse 8 to 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. That's what the Bible says. But thanks be to God in Christ Jesus because of the grace of God in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2.6 says that we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. And Colossians 3.2 says this, set your minds on things above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And so because of Jesus, our lives are hidden with him. And because our, li- our lives are in him, we can have access to his mind. We're called to set our minds on things above. We're able to do that now because of what Jesus has done. However, so far in this series, we learned... That it takes our cooperation. It's, it takes cooperation on our part to maintain the mind of Christ. Otherwise, it could seem like it's unobtainable. It's this abstract thing. What is the mind of Christ? How can we have that? But we can. And this morning, I want to share with us the foundation to having the mind of Christ. Just like we said earlier. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says this, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The NIV puts it this way, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. The New Living Translation puts it this way. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. That's what the Bible says is faith. Now, faith is the platform by which we access the mind of Christ. Faith is the platform. It's the foundation for us to access the mind of Christ. Now, Christians are called to live our lives out of faith. To live our lives out of an absolute assurance that God is working behind the scenes. That God's purposes are being fulfilled, even when there is little to no tangible evidence of it taking place. Though 
We face trials and different circumstances, trying times. Faith is what keeps us moving in the direction of the kingdom of God. Faith is what keeps us grounded in the truth that God works all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Faith is how we access and maintain the mind of Christ. Now many people may think that there's faith on one hand and unbelief on the other hand. Right? Kind of seems logical. That the opposite of faith is the lack of faith. That's actually not the case. Faith, if faith is on one side, the other side is fear. The opposite of faith is fear. King David wrote this in Psalm 56 verse 3. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In you. When we face certain circumstances in life, we have the choice to either respond in faith or fear. There's a great biblical example of this in Numbers chapter 13. Moses, he sends out spies to the land of Canaan. And he says, Okay, all the leaders of each tribe, you're going to have to go out. So there's 12 of them. Go to the land of Canaan and bring back a report. Tell me what you see. What kind of land is it? How spacious is it? What kind of people live there? Is there a lot? Is there little? Do they have strongholds? What kind of civilization is it? And while you're at it, bring back some fruits. Okay, so Moses sends out the 12 spies to Canaan. And they go, and for 40 days, they're, they're, they're looking around, and they find that there's a lot of people in that land. And, and, and they're afraid. Many of them are afraid. In fact, 10 out of 12 of them say, there's no way we can go there. Look at the people. There's just, they're, they're, there's so many of them. There's no way. Two of them, though, they say, No, there is a way. We can. And those two were Joshua and Caleb. They respond with faith in God. Meanwhile, the other ten respond in fear. It was fear that caused them to disbelieve. Whereas Joshua and Caleb, it was faith that caused them to believe. And trust in God. And this is what it says in Numbers 14, 6-9. Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes and said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, The land which we passed through to spy it out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, He will bring us into this land. And give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land, for they are bread to us, bread for us. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. The opposite of faith is fear. 
we face situations in life and sometimes they can come out of the blue and it's an opportunity each and every time to respond either in faith or fear the promise of God is I am with you that I work all things for the good of those who love me and are called according to my purposes God is working behind the scenes how are we going to respond in this situation now today we're going to hear from Jeff and Emily Cressman as they share their journey of the birth of their son Zachary many of us know that journey it was quite a journey and the church we responded in faith and we prayed and we didn't let go and it's just a miracle to see Zach here I remember I remember I can't remember exactly the timeline I remember we were praying for you Jeff and and I remember saying God I can't wait to hold this baby and dedicate him to you together with his parents do you remember that does everyone, anyone remember me saying that and that day is here so Jeff, Emily, why don't you come on up and share with us your story. Just going to find a mic. Hello. Um, 2014 was a very difficult year for us. Um, we had been dealing with uh, many different stressors, financial, family, farm were, were kind of the big ones. Um, and then we found out that we were expecting Zach and we were, we were excited. Like any other mother, I was very excited to be expecting again. Since this pregnancy felt very different from the last, I was sure I was having a girl. <laughs> at, at around 23 weeks, I started spotting and consulted my midwife. Right away, and right away, I had an appointment with an OB um, the next week. Uh, that, sun, that Sunday, we had asked um, for prayer here at church, um, but the upcoming appointment and just the other stresses going on uh, in our life, and we were when we left, we were overwhelmed by the, the sport, and we kind of had a sense of peace when we were leaving um, the church. It was interesting in that prayer time, uh, someone had prayed that they saw us standing in the rain, being showered with God's blessings. And that was a very accurate description of the next three months of our lives, although sometimes the rain felt more like a monsoon than a gentle shower. Over the next two days, our lives drastically changed. We went from dealing with my niece having a sleepover in the cornfield to my grandmother's uh, visitation and funeral, to Emily having contractions all night, uh, and then being admitted to Grand River Hospital at 3 a.m. on the Wednesday morning. It was October the 1st, and I was 25 weeks and four days. Over the next six days, I struggled with being away from my family, in between contractions, and being put on, on and off monitors. I enjoyed all the visitors, but wanted to go home so badly. That week was very tough for me. As all of a sudden, I had adjusted uh, being a single dad. It was tough being at home with Josiah without Emily, and then it was just as hard bringing him to the hospital to visit her, where she was unable to be a mother to, to the way that she had been in the past. Things were looking a bit better, and I was hoping to be home on bed rest by Monday. Instead, on, on Saturday, th um, things went a different direction. 
and my labor pains started to get worse. I was so grateful that Michelle stayed with me that evening and all night. night. My heart sank when at 3 a.m. the doctor told me that it was clear I was starting to dilate and I couldn't be at Grand River anymore. Within two hours, I was on my way via ambulance to McMaster Children's Hospital to be joined by Jeff and Michelle. I lay in the delivery bed feeling exhausted. I couldn't even cry. I kept thinking, why had God forgotten me? My heart broke for Jeff and Josiah who were struggling with my absence. My spirits were lifted by the visits from family and Trinity friends who came to pray and visit with us. We started to grasp the reality that Zach was coming early. And as a doctor came from the NICU to come around and explain the the process of the different risks associated with Zach coming early. On Monday the 6th of October, at around 8 p.m., Zach was born weighing 2 pounds. By God's grace, Zach did so well. He was even breathing when born. This is not overly common with a 26-year-old baby. He did need a lot of breathing support because he would tire very easily. Um, Emily and I had such mixed feelings with this. Regardless, we were happy to meet him. It was hard seeing him so small, needing so much assistance to live. But at the same time, I had the sense of peace about the whole situation. Deep down, I knew Zach was going to be okay. Maybe it was me being a tad naive towards the risks not understanding, but I think it was God giving me peace and preparing me for the next three months. After Zach was born, I went into shock. I couldn't believe how everything turned out, yet I was very happy to meet our little guy. In the days to follow, I was an emotional slash hormonal roller coaster struggle with post and roller coaster struggle with postpartum depression, as well as all the new routines of the NICU and my new home at the Ronald McDonald House. Um, there were many, many uncertainties. As I booked a room in the Ronald McDonald House, I had no idea how we were going to pay for our stay there. God already had that planned, as before we spent our first night there, we already, he had already supplied more than enough in donations. I remembered getting an envelope of cards with money and just sobbing at how God was using his people to bless us. Cards, phone calls, prayers, visitors, and then the freezer full of food that lasted us only until a few months ago. And then came our babysitters, who gave a day or two a week faithfully to watch Josiah cook, do laundry, clean without, and clean without asking anything in return. We were being showered by God's blessings. It brought tears to our eyes to see how God was using all of his people to bless us. It's amazing how we can come together and pray, and amazing things happen. Over the next two months, we settled into our new routine of Emily and Zach being in Hamilton with Josiah and I visiting on weekends. Zach did extremely well over the first two months, and he only had one small infection. In December, our roller coaster uh, ride became much more intense. Just as we started talking about the poss- possibility of being transferred to Grand River closer to home, uh, Zach got uh, very sick with the neck. Neck is an inflammation in the bowels causing them to shut down. This is usually caused by a bacterial infection and is taken very seriously as it can require surgeries or be fatal to babies. Thankfully, it was caught and treated early. After eight days of being on the IV, no food and antibiotics, he started feeds again. This only lasted three days, then he got sick again. This time it was much worse. It was a relapse of neck and only and a very serious infection. As I watched my son struggle to breathe and then turn blue, needing fast assistance, I crashed. I felt so helpless and I had, as I had to back away and let the nurses and doctors work. The next 24 hours were very up and down before any real signs of improvement. 
Jeff and I were so discouraged. We were so close to being closer to home. We had never felt so helpless. All we could do was press into God and cry out on behalf of Zach. Over the next 10 days, he had x-rays every 6, then 8, and then 24 hours. He was off feeds and was given an IV and went back on breathing supports and put on a very strong antibiotics. God had given our little... God had our little Zachary in his hands. He heard all of our prayers because he got better and was off antibiotics by Christmas Day. After, after finally being transferred to Green River, staying only 48 hours there, Zach came home January 1st, 10 days before his due date. Most of the doctors had said with how sick he was that, that they did not expect him. They expect him to stay in hospital past his due date. Being home was a huge transition as there were no monitors or 24-hour care of nurses and doctors always on, on call. Zach had a tough time with the transition, too, and didn't mind letting us know. We were scared and relieved all at the same time. We are adjusting well, though, and are, over, and are overcome by love for you all. You prayed, cooked, cleaned, babysat, and gave. It was the most beautiful picture of God's love beaming from all of you as you served, supported us, and supported us through this journey. It was amazing to, God, to see God use his people when their hearts were open to him. So just before we um, start the uh, dedication, I just wanted to, uh, if I could hold Zach again. <laughs> Get your baby fixing. I just I feel like I'm seeing an answer to prayer or, or holding an answer to prayer, you know, and how amazing is that when uh, the people of God come together and and we trust God, we put our faith in him and we pray and we seek him and when he answers us, it's it just it's so amazing. And that's the collective mind of Christ as we gather together and we respond in faith for one another with one another. God answers us. And, and man, I, I'm doing what I said I would do, right? I mean, we're going to hold him. We're going to dedicate him. So um, let's pray. Let's just start with prayer. Father, we just want to thank you so much. Um, I can't remember exactly when that was, Lord. I remember, I think the weather was cold, so it may have been winter, but I'm not sure. But I made that statement, Lord God, that I want to hold Zach and be a part of the dedication of Zachary to you. And I join with Jeff and Emily now and standing in awe of you. You are faithful, God. You are faithful. And so, Father, we just pray. I pray right now that your faithfulness and goodness and grace and mercy will follow Zach all the days of his life. I pray, Lord, that your spirit would come upon him at a young age, that he would be filled with the fullness of God, that he would walk with integrity and faith in you, and that you would use him to change this world for the good, for your glory. I pray for your hand upon Jeff and Emily. I pray for Josiah as well 
And as the brothers grow up together, I'm sure they'll have clashes here and there. But I pray that they would have a solid, solid relationship with each other and with their parents. We thank you. And their dog, Leo, too. We'll throw Leo in there. Father, we just want to thank you. You're so good. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm just going to pass them back over to you, Em. Wow, he's chilling. Ali, you, you did great. Wow. <laughs> okay, so we can go ahead. God, God never left Zach. He always remembers us. His name was a great reminder of this even when things were difficult and we felt forgotten. Zachary means God remembers. We would like to dedicate Zach to God because without him, Zach would be in a much different place. Um, throughout the whole experience, many scriptures and passages were brought to our attention, but this one stuck out. Uh, Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength and an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with, the, with their surging. There is a river whose stream make, make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolation he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shield with, with fire. He Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalt, exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So, Zach, we surrender you to God, to a God who is exalted among the nations and exalted in the earth, who is almighty and our fortress. Heavenly Father, we pray for Zach. Lord, we pray that he will have a love for you, Lord, that will shine into the lives of those around him. And throughout your life, Zach, whether storms or still waters, you will be drawn near and near to God. Amen. Amen. So Psalm 127 verse 3 states that children are a heritage from the Lord. Children are God's gift to us. Parents dedicate their children to the Lord. In Luke 2, Mary and Joseph bring Jesus up to Jerusalem to dedicate him to the Lord. And Jeff and Emily are here to dedicate Zachary to the Lord. Proverbs 22 verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And so Jeff, Emily, do you commit yourself to the words of Deuteronomy 6 to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might and to diligently teach Zachary to do likewise? And church, this is for us. Do you commit to be the body of Christ to Jeff and Emily, helping them to teach and to train Zachary in the ways of the Lord, so that he will one day trust in him as Savior and Lord. If you accept this responsibility, please respond by saying, We do. We do. Amen. Now, Zachary, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you 
and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Faith is the confidence of what we hope for, the assurance of things we cannot see. And so I'm just going to take this time and just come around. We'll just, just for the last few moments, uh, we'll, we'll bear with the heat a little bit longer. But if there's anyone here, um, you have a prayer request. Um, where you need us, the body of Christ, to come alongside and, and, and stand in faith with you. Um, just raise your hand. I'll come around. We'll, we'll spend some time praying for you. This morning in the prayer room, um, we got a call. Anne got a call from Eddie requesting, uh, telling us that she was not feeling well. She's been feeling ill for the last three or four days, and some of us know her history a bit. And uh, she was going to take a taxi to the hospital, and Ann said, no, she will come and get her. So Ann went and picked up Eddie to take her to the hospital. So I'm just calling on us right now to pray for Eddie. (coughs) This is... (laughs) She is such a wonderful person. You know, <clears throat> we all know that. And so it's an emotional time for us all when we hear this stuff going on. And we know it's the enemy that's, that's coming against her. And we prayed mightily for her. And we heard the words that, you know, God's word is a strong word. He made his creation out of the words of his mouth. So we just declare that word against the enemy and all his doings and cut off his agenda now for Eddie to come to whole complete, completeness in the way God created her and the love that she has for him, that he brings that love back for her and that all those who are serving her now and ministering to her now and bringing medical attention to her now, that they will be guided by your hand, Jesus. That we love Eddie and we know that you love her. So, Lord, we just ask you to bring her through this and completeness so that we can see her smiling face again. And we ask in Jesus' name. Father, we just, uh, I just want to, I did not know that, Lori. Father, we just lift up Eddie once again. I just want to echo everything Lori said. God, Eddie is such a bright person. She's so loving. She's so full of love. And she pays so much attention to every person she meets. God, we ask that you would just attend to her now, where she is now. That you would pour out your spirit upon her, Lord. We pray for full restoration in Jesus' name. We pray for healing in Jesus' name, right now, where she's at. We pray, Lord God, that you would give her a peace that transcends all understanding. Just to come over her even now, Lord God. We thank you. We anticipate a good report. In Jesus' name, amen.
Um, so uh, a colleague of mine at the office um, is having difficulty in her um, marriage, and I'd just like if we could, you know, stand by um, that relationship in, in prayer. Father, I just pray for this couple that Brent has brought to our attention. Father, for whatever reason, uh, there is conflict. I pray that you would do a deep inner work in both their lives, that you would reveal things that would bring to light um, whatever issues they need to deal with to make things work. Father, I pray that... um, you would restore them. We pray for restoration in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord God, that um, there would be forgiveness, that there would be reconciliation, and ultimately a whole new revival in their marriage. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So um, on Friday, I got to uh, talk to one of the parents of one of the young guys who comes out to youth, and um, their family doesn't have a home church, so I was kind of sharing about how awesome we found Trinity, and um, they may come out, but I would just really ask us to pray for this family, that um, if this is where God's calling them, that they would feel welcomed and at home here, and just that God would bring the right families to Trinity that need to be ministered to, you know, in, in this this amazing church that we've loved and we felt so at home here. So, yeah. We just want to thank you uh, for the youth group, all that you're doing there. Uh, It's just so exciting uh, hearing the uh, hunger and thirst that there is in the youth group. And Father, I pray that that would translate even into the home of this uh, young man that um, is thinking of perhaps coming to church with the family. And Lord, ultimately, we ask that you would uh, just work in their hearts, that they would um, create a hunger for you in their lives, Lord. And Father, if it's Trinity that they decide to come to, Lord, would you equip us to equip them? Would you strengthen us to strengthen them and show us your love so that we can love them the way you love them? We thank you. You're so good. You're so good, God. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Is there anyone else? We, have, we may have time for... Yeah. Hi, uh, we just... Uh, I guess as many know, me and uh, Didi and myself are getting married in September. And uh, yeah, so we're excited about that. And, and uh, last night we bought a house, so we're yeah, so we're excited. Uh, we've still got a, it's still pending the home inspection, but uh, we uh, feel really good about it. And um, we have been looking sort of since the end of January, and we were getting discouraged. And uh, so we took a bit of a break, and we said uh, we'll look one more time at this price range, and then we'll go back to the bank and see if we can get some more. Um, and uh, my mom said, just pray about it, and. Uh, and so we did, and the next house we looked at after we prayed uh, was the one. So we feel like God had a hand on it, and so we just want to thank him and thank everybody for supporting us And as we go forward. So, Amen. That's exciting. 
So uh, we just, uh, let's pray. We just rejoice, Lord God, with Tom and Didi. Uh, thank you for the blessing uh, of this home. And, and Father, we just pray that your spirit would go before them uh, and just uh, your presence would be felt there, um, that it would be a home with you. And uh, we just thank you for this provision. Um, thank you so much, God. We, we rejoice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, why don't you all stand with me? Let's all stand. And I just want to pray a blessing over everyone here. Let's pray. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. May faith arise in you. The songs that we sing, we're no longer slaves to fear. I declare that over each and every one of us here. That we will not submit to that spirit of fear. But the God of power, love, and a sound mind. May you look to his faithfulness, his goodness, May you look to his provision. May you look to his presence with you everywhere you go. Even when he, even when God seems like he's not there, he is there. May your eyes move to the spiritual realm. That your eyes would be set on the things above. And that faith would arise in each and every one of us. God, you're so good. We pray a blessing over each and every one in this place. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you.